0: and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Positively You Podcast. You are in for a treat today. I'm bringing you my very first interview with my guest, Brittany Crane. Brittany is the founder of Get Out There Girl. And she helps women uncover their voices and treat themselves as they would treat a good friend. She believes that self-compassion is the tool that will free women from the traps of comparison, guilt, and perfectionism. Brittany is on a mission to help women thrive at life by connecting with nature through high adventure retreats, connecting with themselves through self-compassion, and connecting with other women through vulnerability. This interview was so much fun, and it was so life-giving. You guys are in for such a treat. We talked a lot about self-compassion. She gives awesome tips on what you can start to do right now to implement that a little bit more in your life. We talk about her retreats and what she does to help women feel more at home with themselves and to connect with others and to connect with nature. It is so good. I am so excited for you guys to listen today. We'll just get right into it. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Jess. I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. I love that you started a podcast, and I love that you asked me to be on it.
0: Of course. I um, I got to know you a little bit over the past like year or so, and for those who are brand new and are just meeting you for the first time, do you want to start with just a little introduction about who you are and kind of what you do? Sure. So my name's Brittany. Um, I
1: have the platform Get Out There Girl, and my goal with Get Out There Girl is to empower women through adventure, self-compassion, and connecting with other amazing women. So I plan adventure retreats, and it's women only, and we go on something usually every month. We plan um, either a weekend retreat or a day retreat, or maybe it's just a local hike, But we try to get together pretty often, and all women are welcome, and we just have a really good time together.
0: That's awesome. I totally – I remember when I met you, you had a name tag on that said, get out there, girl, and I didn't even know like what it was about, but I was like, I have to know who she is and what she's about, and it's just been awesome to get to know you and to watch these retreats that you take these women on and just like – getting past that, like, oh, I'm a mom. I can't do that kind of thing. And just going out with other women. And I completely agree with you on the nature thing. Um, My birthday was a couple months ago. And literally the only thing I wanted was to stand on top of a mountain. (laughs) That (laughs) seems so dumb. But I was like, no, like that's where I wanted to be. And I did it. I went on a hike with my little sister and I got to summit a mountain and just stand there and kind of like be grateful for life and be all connected. So I love that that's something that you bring out to other women. Like that's so, so cool.
1: Thanks. I'm I'm loving my life right now. I, I never thought that this would be where I was, but I'm, I'm loving it.
0: That's awesome. So I want to talk about that a little bit because you started this kind of out of something for you a little bit, right? Yeah. Like yes. give me a little bit of background into you and like why you started it and where you were at.
1: Sure. So... Um, I suffered from postpartum depression after my third baby. Um, my husband and I just moved across the country from, we moved from Washington DC to Utah and I had her probably two months after we lived here and I didn't have a support system. My hormones went crazy and I just sunk into depression. Mm -hmm. And, um, it took me, I w I, it took me several months to get out of it. it. It felt like forever. I, Ended up seeing a counselor and getting therapy and learning about self-compassion. And I learned a bunch of tools to help with my depression. And I, I was able to conquer it. But then it felt like right after I I got I started feeling like myself again, I got pregnant again. And this time it was a surprise. It wasn't a planned pregnancy. And I actually cried for the first couple months of it because I was just so scared to be depressed again. I, I had finally started feeling like myself. And I really didn't want to go back to that dark place. And so after crying for a couple months and just surrendering it to God, like I figured God knew that that baby was supposed to come at that time for a reason. And I now had all of these tools that my therapist had taught me and I was I was going to be okay. And so I had my baby and about three weeks after he was born, we went on a spontaneous trip to Moab, Utah, and while we were there, we were just driving around, and I had this experience where um, I just felt this this calm come over me, and I I knew that God wanted me to go out and play, and it it, so- it sounds really funny. And when I've told people about that, they're like, "Oh, I wish God told me to go play." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, it sounds it sounds funny, but He really did." He The impression that I got was that I had one life and I needed to live it. I needed to go do things that made me feel alive and made me happy. And so from that point on, I just put myself back on the priority list. I, I stopped playing the mom martyr. And when it was feasible for my family and for me, I, I started saying yes to, to adventure and to activities and to the outdoors more. And it, it's been the biggest life change for me. It's, it's made me the happiest and most fulfilled that I've ever been. Um, I'm more calm and at peace, and I'm I'm a better mom and a better wife than I have been in the past. Just because um, I treat myself with compassion and I I take care of myself.
0: That's amazing. I I love what you said about getting rid of like that mom martyrdom kind of like. Um, state of mind that you're in because so often we think like that motherhood is this like selfless thing and this like sacrifice thing and we just give and give and give and I'm glad to hear someone else agree with my take on that of like no why on earth is it like that like you can't pour from an empty cup and that in you taking care of yourself and you saying yes to like adventure and fun is you feeling more like yourself and you being better like that is amazing to me.
1: It actually came about in a funny way. My husband, we were laying in bed one night and I had my my newborn and he started crying and I kind of like groaned and I um, was like, oh, guess it's me again or, you know, something like that. And my husband was like, Brittany, stop playing the martyr. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> and he said, just like, you don't need to, you, there are a lot of things that you don't need to do that you think you need to do, but you don't. And if you evaluated, then you would be able to see that there are some things that you can let go. And he's like, I think you play the martyr. I was so mad at him. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> who do you think you are? Like, you have no idea what it's like to be a mom. You don't have to breastfeed and get up in the middle of the night to take care of the kids. You get to go to work. You get to go like choose a career. that you... Anyway, I just went off on him. And yeah. I, was, I was mad for a couple days. And then once the like the tension calmed down a little bit, I started thinking about what he said. And I am I a martyr? Like, okay, let's think about it. Are there things that I sacrifice just for sacrifice sakes, just because I think I'm supposed to, do I think I'm supposed to be miserable? Yeah. Like a mother's motherhood's just hard. Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be miserable. But when I actually sat down with my feelings and my emotions and, and thought about all of my circumstances and what I could give up and what was really necessary, he was right. And I've, I've thought about that so often since that conversation where like, okay, is this something that I'm just supposed to do or is this something that's really necessary and is this benefiting my family or is this just me trying to sacrifice my own health for my family just to say that I'm a good mom?
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And talk about like a little bit of humble pie, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no. How dare you call me out like that? I know. So Is that kind of where like the self-compassion starts to come into play for you a little bit? Yeah. So I learned about
1: self-compassion from my therapist when I went after my postpartum depression. But yes, that's exactly when I start practicing self-compassion is um, in the past I would – that type of a situation would come along and I would be like, oh, Brittany – who are you like thinking that you are the smarter and you're, you know, something special. And I would just be so critical of myself and pick myself apart. And then I would be grumpy for a couple of days because I would just feel like a bad person. And anytime I got off track and did something that I, I wasn't happy with, or I didn't reach my goals, or I would, you know, maybe lose my temper with my kids or anything like that. I would just, I was so self-deprecating and I thought that I needed to be that way in order to motivate myself. I thought in order to reach my my best self, I had to be hard on myself in order to get me someplace better. And my counselor introduced me to Kristen Neff, who's kind of like, um, I don't know what to call her the, I want to call her the saint of self-compassion, um, but she Yeah, she wrote a book about self-compassion that is amazing and I recommend to everybody. But once I read her book and started following her, everything kind of clicked and I realized, okay, well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this self-compassion because being critical obviously isn't helping me. And so let's try the self-compassion. And it was so motivating. It really changed things for me where I could see my humanity and I could see, okay, well, I'm I'm not perfect. I'm a human and nobody is perfect. And I don't know why I think that I can be perfect and hold myself to these high expectations when nobody can. Um, It's just part of my human nature. And once I realized that shared humanity with everybody, I was able to look at myself a little more objectively and be like, okay, Britt, you've been through some really hard things. Like that postpartum depression rocked your world. And yeah, you're scared about having another baby. And so you cried. <laughs> That's okay. That doesn't mean you didn't want the, the new baby. It doesn't mean anything about you being a bad person. It's just because of the circumstances that you used to be in. So I started treating myself like a friend would. And to be your own best friend is is healing. Yeah. And kind of not normal, right? No, not normal at all. It seems really weird to, to be your own best friend, right? Yeah. But, In the world, I feel like you'll always be searching for validation and you'll always be hungry for it and looking for somebody else to satisfy you. But really, the power is in you to satisfy and validate yourself. You can be your own friend. It doesn't mean you don't need other friends and you don't need other outside validation, but the power is in you to validate yourself. You hold everything
0: that you need inside of yourself. A hundred percent. Oh, my gosh. I could not love that more. I saw – like a quote somewhere once that said, the person you spend the most time with is you, so you better like each other. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's true. Like out of everyone that you spend your life with, like you're with you the most. So, but it's just such a foreign idea to be your own best friend. So I love that you were able to find that and kind of start on that journey. Um, I was able to do your self-compassion workbook and- speaking from experience, it was amazing. Like the journaling and the 15 days was amazing. Um, But for anyone who is stuck in that self-deprecating and that mom guilt and just those, that cycle of negativity that's in their head with the mom martyrdom and the mom guilt, where, where would you start or where did you start? And you would suggest to someone that might be struggling
1: Yeah, I actually wanted to share some reframing techniques today. Um, There's five steps for it. And it's on actually day six of my 15 day workbook. But what it is, is um, first, you define what the difficult circumstances that you're going through. So maybe you didn't You haven't cooked dinner in a week, or maybe it's just one day. (laughs) Something happens that triggers the mom guilt in you. Maybe you were late to pick up your daughter from dance, or, you know, a whole host of different circumstances. So, one, what is the difficult circumstance? The second thing is label. Um, You label the emotions that it triggers in you. So, I was late to pick up my daughter from dance that made me feel like a failure. She was counting on me and I let her down. I feel like a terrible mom. I'm sad. I feel guilty. I feel shame. So you go through all of those emotions. Third is, um, you notice, um, you notice what your negative response to others was because of that difficult circumstance. So I don't know if you've ever stubbed your toe and then (laughs) yelled at somebody when they asked you something. I do all the time. Yes. Like I'll stub my toe and then my kid will come up and ask me for something. You're like, mom, can you pour my milk? And I'm like, ah, stop it. Don't ask me for anything. And they're like, whoa, whoa, mom, what happened? You know, like all I did was ask for milk and I'm like, sorry, the difficult circumstance was I just stubbed my toe and then I took it out on you. So okay. The step of the toe is just a little example, but if you reframe that, so if you think about, you know, picking up your daughter late from from dance class, and then you felt all those feelings of guilt and shame, and then the drive home, you're really snappy and irritable. Maybe you get home, and your husband asks you something, and because you've got all of these feelings of shame going inside of you, you're you're more irritable towards him or towards your kids. Or bedtime, you know, you're like just get in bed, please. I can't handle any more of it. You're just short if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, the next thing is you connect yourself, um, with all of humanity. So what that means is that you realize that there's a behind the scenes. There's a reason why you acted the way you did. Um, So you can, that's the part where you go in and add compassion. So, okay. I was late to pick up my daughter from dance class because this and this and this happened and they're not excuses. You're just pointing out what happened that made you late. And then you're able to reframe it and be like, okay, that happens. I'm, that doesn't make me a bad mom. I messed up today. I made a mistake. I'm going to do better next time and I'm going to reprioritize and maybe I'm going to set an alarm on my phone or, you know what I mean? There's all these different things that you can do to make sure you don't make that same mistake again, but you don't have to beat yourself up and feel that shame. You connect yourself to humanity. You realize you're not perfect and you add some compassion in there.
0: Yeah. Like I'm human just like everybody else.
1: Yes. Okay. Perfect. Those five things again were define, label, feel notice and connect.
0: And as you start doing this, I imagine that it's hard to do in the moment, right? Like you're not going to be in that situation and be like, hold on, I need to stop and notice. (laughs) So is it it something that you would say, like have a journaling practice at night or just kind of like reevaluate, like how did you kind of start implementing that? Yeah, so it would just
1: be at night when I would review my day or when I would just start to notice my irritability, be like, okay, what's going on? Like, why am I so grumpy? <laughs> and it would be usually after I'd send the kids to bed grumpy or something like that, that I'd be like, whoa, like, I really love my kids. Why was I so snappy at them? Um, and so then I would go through and be like, okay, well, what happened today? Well, this happened and this happened, and that led to that. And then I treated them like that, and that made me feel even worse. And so I would just kind of connect the dots throughout the day of what happened. And then I would – I always go back and apologize to my – like especially my kids are the ones that get the brunt of it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I often apologize to my kids where I'm like, hey, I totally forgot to pick you up from dance class. And that just made me feel like a bad mom and I know that I'm not a bad mom, but that made me feel like a bad mom. And then that kind of just set me off for the rest of the day. And I'm really sorry that I I was late. And then I'm really sorry that I put you to bed grumpy. And um, and so it just has that chain reaction to it. But in my workbook, um, I actually walk you through all of those steps where you pick a difficult circumstance that you've gone through, and then you journal each one of those step five steps. um. But once you start doing it regularly, it happens – it starts becoming second nature. Like yesterday I hit my hip on my counter. I don't know how <laughs> I missed my counter, but I totally slammed my hip into my counter and I just like yelled out. And then my daughter came in and asked me for something and I snapped at her. And then I was like, wait, sorry. I'm sorry, Hallie. I, like I didn't mean to snap at you. Can you give me a second? I just hurt myself. And she was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> And then like, I, so it do, it will become more natural to you and you'll catch it quicker. Um, but yeah, it takes, it takes some time to, to journal about it and to catch yourself.
0: Yeah. I love that. I definitely think that as you start practicing that reframing, that you can implement that, you know, into more things too. And just kind of, like you said, have it become more of a second nature. Um. So I love that. Okay. I want to shift gears just a little bit. I feel like we've got a good starting point for um, practicing self-compassion. And I love those five things. But I want to shift just a little bit and ask you about your retreats, what they are, who they're for, and what they do, and just kind of how that all kind of meshes in with your message to women.
1: Awesome. Okay. Let's talk retreats. So um... – because I know what adventure does for me and how it makes me feel alive and just connected and grounded with myself, um, I found that it does the same thing for women, for most women, if not all women. And so I started planning these retreats where um, we do some type of high adventure, something just a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Um, and so you you come, you do it, you feel empowered and then it's kind of like the ultimate self-care weekend where you really take care of yourself and get in tune with with your needs and and your um, your soul. And then you connect with other women. And I found that women really want friends. And women are willing to be vulnerable in order to make those friends. I, I find that women don't want to just put their best foot forward. Women really want to be seen. They're good and they're bad. They just want to be seen all of them and be loved regardless. And it's exhausting to always try to put your best foot forward and always to, you know, paint the picture of exactly how you want people to perceive you. And I think women are figuring that out, that it's exhausting and they they just want to be accepted. And so what I found on these retreats is that women come looking for friendship And if somebody opens the door by being vulnerable and maybe sharing their story or a part of their story, then that opens the door for other women to share part of their story. And then you connect in real and and powerful ways and you end up going home with a dozen new best friends from the retreat. So not only did you get some, you know, adrenaline pumping, you spent some time outside, you went on this awesome epic adventure, but you also went home with new friends and then we also add an element of a workshop at every retreat. So like I have a retreat coming up in October and that workshop is going to be on body image resilience. We're going to talk all about body image and why we're critical of our bodies and why we think, um, that, you know, certain beauty standards are, are necessary. And anyway, we're going to dive into that. And so there's always some type of self-education workshop involved. And I feel I've just found that that's kind of like this magic recipe for an amazing weekend.
0: Oh my goodness. That sounds so amazing. And one of the things that I was kind of thinking about when you were saying that is with kids, you know, when they're growing up, they have so many chances and instances to do things that push them out of their comfort zone because everything is new to them. And I think we get very comfortable as adults where we haven't done anything like, scary or we've got an excuse to hold back. And so going on like this high adventure retreat, like where you're ziplining or doing these things is pushing you out of your comfort zone. And then you have an opportunity to be proud of yourself. Exactly. Which I think is super cool. And that as adults, I don't feel like we get that enough where we get to have something that we kind of overcome and be able to be proud of ourselves. So I love that element of it. And then I think you're 100% right with the vulnerability and with women wanting friends. Like I hear so much that motherhood is just lonely and just lonely and we sit here on our couches or on our bed and just scroll Instagram and pretend like we have all these friends, you know, and it's it's just – it's not real and I love that you're doing the work and you are inviting these women out and you are opening them up to opportunities to grow and to experience new things and to be vulnerable and you're doing amazing work and you're such a light and – Like, thank you. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Thanks,
1: Jess. That makes me feel so (laughs) good. I love what I do. I feel honored, honestly, because I've got to meet so many amazing women because of Get Out There Girl in these retreats. And they've shared their stories with me. And I have been so uplifted just by the power of women. Women are amazing and strong and resilient and selfless. And I've, I've loved every single woman that I've gotten to meet and become friends with.
0: That's amazing. Okay, so if people are digging what we're putting down, and I'm sure they are, where can they find you? Um, so Instagram is a really
1: great place for me. It's at getouttheregirl, and there's underscores in between each word. Um, my website, getouttheregirl.com. I have a newsletter that goes out once a month with some type of topic to to teach about. And then I always send my retreat signups and notifications for when we're getting together for a a local hike or different things that always goes out in my email list. So that's a great thing. And you can get on that through getouttheregirl.com. But yeah, I have links for my workbook and for everything all on my Instagram profile as well.
0: Perfect. And I will go ahead and put links to all of that, how they can get to you, how they can get to your workshop um, and your retreats. I will put all of that in the show notes. And I just wanted to say the sincerest thank you so much for coming on today and for sharing your experience with self-compassion and just all of the goodness that you're putting out into the world. I love it when women kind of lean into their pain and turn that into a purpose and you're a shining example of that so thank you thanks Jess thank you for hanging out with me again today I'm so glad you pressed play if you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too that would be amazing if you're loving the show make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.